Good morning, Wright County, and a blessed Sunday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. My name is Paul Nickel. I'm pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota. We are on the airwaves this morning to share a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. Jesus died for you so that you might live for him. We begin our radio worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading for this Sunday comes from the book of the prophet Jonah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. This is a song, a song of hope and faith, which the prophet Jonah sang while he rested in the depths of the great fish. The Bible says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. Shall we pray? Our God and our Father, salvation does indeed belong to you. We give you our thanks and praise for revealing your saving work to us through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. For his sake, dear God, forgive us of all our sins. Preserve us in true faith unto everlasting life. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our families, our churches, our country, our nation, and our world. Heavenly Father, protect us from the coronavirus. Guide our government leaders as they respond to this crisis. Sustain in good health and in good cheer all health care workers, teachers, first responders, service members, and all those who labor in careers of service to others. Lord, bless them all, each and every one. 
In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And now, a reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. This reading comes immediately after the account of how Jesus miraculously fed 5,000 men, plus women and children, with no more than five loaves and two fish. Immediately after this remarkable feast, the Bible says, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, while he dismissed the crowds. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. In that remarkable story, there are many wonderful details to note and to consider carefully. But what strikes me first is the mention that Jesus prayed. In verse 23, the Bible says, After Jesus had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. This verse, easily overlooked perhaps, actually reveals a great deal about the profound depth and tremendous commitment of Jesus' prayer life. Please understand that Jesus took this time to pray after he had already endured a terrifically long day a day spent in non-stop sacrificial service to others. Every moment of Jesus' day had, in fact, been spent in preaching, teaching, and healing a great number of people who had spontaneously gathered around him, even though he had retreated into a desolate wilderness location to find some much-needed rest and solitude. But the people came, and Jesus cared for them. Late in the afternoon, when the people had started to get hungry, Jesus even hosted an impromptu meal for the crowd. 
Jesus took five loaves and two fish, and he broke them, and he blessed them, and he fed the multitude. Now all of us know that hosting a dinner party can be an exhausting experience. But try hosting a dinner party for 5,000 men plus women and children at the end of a long workday. That's exactly what Jesus did. And when it was all over, the preaching and the teaching and the healing and the hosting, what did Jesus do? Did our Lord seek relaxation through trivial entertainments? Did our Lord bypass his usual evening devotions due to extreme weariness? Did our Lord give himself immediately to sleep? No. At the end of his utterly exhausting day, our Lord climbed a mountain by himself, and he devoted himself to hours of spiritually intense prayer. In fact, Jesus prayed the whole night long, refusing to come down from the mountain until the fourth watch of the night, that is, sometime between 3 and 6 a.m., even though he was bone-tired. After a long and demanding day, Jesus prayed, and he prayed all night long. Citizens of Wright County, that is what I call prayer commitment. Truth be told, this all-night prayer vigil was not unusual for Jesus. The Bible makes it clear that our Lord's entire ministry was undergirded and empowered by a life of constant, regular, and lengthy prayer. Even when things got frantically busy, as it did that day in the wilderness, Jesus always took time to pray. If he had to wake up early in the morning in order to pray, Jesus woke up early. For example, in Mark 1.35, the Bible says that Jesus once rose very early in the morning while it was still dark, and he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And if he had to stay up late in order to pray, well, Jesus stayed up late. The Bible records at least three instances in which Jesus prayed all night long, once after he fed the 5,000, once before he called the 12 disciples, and once in the Garden of Gethsemane on the night before his crucifixion. Citizens of Wright County, may we all take inspiration from our Lord's deep commitment to the life of prayer. I know that we are all busy, but Jesus was busy too. I know that life can leave us feeling exhausted, but Jesus felt exhausted too. And never once did our Lord fail to make time for spiritual communion with his heavenly Father. We must take the time too. We must make prayer a priority like Jesus made prayer a priority in his life. Whatever sacrifice you need to make in order to pray, I guarantee the sacrifice will be worth it in the end. Prayer is an incredibly refreshing, rejuvenating, and revitalizing power. Prayer connects us to God. Prayer is fuel for the Christian life. Take the time 
make the time to pray. Now, after he had spent the entire night in prayer, our Lord did eventually come down from the mountain. And after he came down, Jesus saw his disciples out on the Sea of Galilee. They were in a boat, struggling to make headway against a storm. When Jesus saw them, he wanted to help them. So Jesus stepped out onto the waves, and he walked to the boat. Jesus walked across the water. Think about that for a moment. Jesus walked on water. It was a straight-up bona fide miracle, and a particularly stunning miracle at that. Like all the miracles recorded in the Bible, this miracle proves the point that Jesus really is God. Think about it. Only God can walk on water just like that. Only God can bend the laws of nature just like that. Only God can tell the wind and the waves what to do. And that stormy night on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus walked on water. Jesus bent the laws of nature. Jesus told the wind and the waves what to do. Clearly, Jesus is God. Now, I know that many people doubt the divinity of Jesus Christ. It's quite fashionable in some circles to pay your respects to Jesus as a fine ethical teacher or a great religious leader or a wise man with special insights from God. And true enough, Jesus is those things. But Jesus is also so much more. Jesus is a teacher. Jesus is a great religious leader. Jesus is a wise man. But most of all, Jesus is God. If there is any doubt in your mind about the divinity of Jesus Christ, please put that doubt to rest right now. Jesus is 100%, completely, totally, absolutely God. And he walked on water to prove it. Now, when Jesus arrived at the disciples' storm-tossed boat, our Lord said something quite beautiful. The disciples were afraid when they saw Jesus. But Jesus said to them, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Over the sound of the wind, over the fury of the waves, in the midst of the storm, Jesus spoke a word of profound comfort to the twelve frightened men. Jesus said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Did you know that even in our lives here today, Jesus comes to you and to me, and he speaks the same word of comfort? Jesus comes to us again and again through the power of his word and his sacraments. Jesus comes to us again and again in the midst of every storm of life, and into our hearts he whispers the words of comfort. Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Citizens of Wright County, Jesus says to you this day, I am here. I am by your side. Do not be afraid. 
you might say that Jesus is right there with you in the boat. And please know that Jesus is stronger and more powerful than any evil which you might fear. Do not be afraid of sin. Jesus canceled the power of sin by his death on the cross. Do not be afraid of death. Jesus canceled the power of death by his resurrection from the grave. Do not be afraid. The crucified and risen Christ is by your side. Do not be afraid. Even though you may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, do not be afraid. The Lord is with you. The power of Jesus' cross, the power of Jesus' resurrection, will shield you, save you, and sanctify you in the end. Do not be afraid. These words of Christ, do not be afraid, were especially important to Pope John Paul II, one of the most beloved Christian witnesses of recent memory. John Paul II lived from 1920 to 2005. During his lifetime, he experienced firsthand some of the most dramatic upheavals of the 20th century, including World War II, as well as the rise and fall of the Soviet Union. John Paul II faced all of these upheavals with extraordinary courage. He also faced with equal courage, many personal struggles, including an assassination attempt in 1981 which left him severely wounded and a long battle with Parkinson's disease, an affliction which ultimately claimed his life, but not his dignity. Through it all, John Paul II made Jesus' words in Matthew 14.27, Do not be afraid, a constant touchstone for his life and ministry. Do not be afraid. In a famous sermon given on October 22, 1978, the brand new Pope urged the world, Brothers and sisters, do not be afraid to welcome Christ and to accept his power. Do not be afraid. Open wide the doors for Christ. Do not be afraid. Citizens of Wright County, as Jesus said to Peter, as Jesus said to John Paul II, so Jesus says to each one of us here today, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. May we all open wide the doors of our hearts to let Christ in and to cast fear out. Let us return now to the Gospel reading. When Jesus reached the disciples' storm-tossed boat, Peter immediately called out, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why indeed did Peter doubt? Think about why Peter sank. As long as he kept his eyes fixed on Christ, Peter was fine. But when Peter shifted his gaze to the wind and the waves, when Peter stopped focusing on 
Jesus and started focusing on the storm, then he began to sink. I think the lesson here is obvious. When you keep the eyes of your heart fixed on Christ, when you keep his word and his promises always before you, then you will remain safe in the midst of any struggle. But as soon as you shift your focus from the Savior to the storm, as soon as you lose sight of Christ, his word, and his promises, as soon as you start focusing on the difficulties, then you will begin to sink. During this life, we all pass through many different kinds of storms, family troubles, health problems, job losses. But whenever you find yourself in the midst of a storm, no matter how powerless you may feel, please know that you always have a choice. You can choose to focus your attention on the storm, or you can choose to focus your attention on the Savior. Here's what I mean. You can choose to complain to your friends about all the things that are wrong in your life, or you can choose to pray to Jesus, asking him for help. You can choose to worry about tomorrow's potential problems, or you can choose to thank God for today's blessings. You can spend your time reading about all the recent disasters in the world, or you can spend your time in the Bible, meditating on God's word and on the beauty of Christ. Do you see what I mean? You can focus on the storm, or you can focus on the Savior. Choose this day where your focus will go. The gospel story ends with Jesus hauling the sinking Peter back into the boat. And the Bible says, The wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. It must have been a moment of absolute awe for the twelve disciples. They saw Jesus walk on water. They saw Jesus still the storm. The disciples experienced the power of Jesus up close and personal. Then they sank to their knees in worship. To each and every listener of this radio broadcast, it is my fervent prayer that you also will experience the power of Jesus in your life, and that you also will fall down before him in awe-struck worship. You can experience the power of Jesus firsthand through faith. Faith means acknowledging Jesus as the Son of God and personally receiving him as your Lord and Master. Faith means repenting of sin and believing in Jesus' blood-bought guarantee of forgiveness. Faith means trusting Jesus' promise to raise you from the dead. And once you place your faith in Jesus, then you will start to experience a new power in your life. You will start to experience Holy Spirit power, which is power for living, power that overcomes every fear. And one day, this power will manifest itself in the most incredible miracle of all, the resurrection of your body from the dead. And as we wait for that resurrection day to come, may we all fall down upon our knees and with awe in our hearts 
Worship the only Son of God, the crucified and risen Lord, the man who walked on water, Jesus the Christ. In his name, amen. The hymn for the day is Eternal Father, Strong to Save. You might recognize these verses, inspired by Psalm 107 and written by a man named William Whiting as the United States Navy Hymn. Eternal Father, strong to save, whose arm does bind the restless wave, who bids the mighty ocean deep its own appointed limits keep. O hear us when we cry to thee, for those in peril on the sea. O Savior, whose almighty word the winds and waves submissive heard, who walked upon the foaming deep and calm amid the rage did sleep. O hear us when we cry to thee for those in peril on the sea. O Holy Spirit, who did brood upon the waters dark and rude, and bid their angry tumult cease, and give for wild confusion peace. O hear us when we cry to thee for those in peril on the sea. O Trinity of love and power, your children shield in danger's hour. From rock and tempest, fire and foe, protect them wheresoever they go. Thus evermore shall rise to thee glad hymns and praise from land and sea. Would you please join with me as we confess our Christian faith according to the words of the Apostles' Creed? We confess, I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. Our mission is to bring you a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. In John 14:6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
Have you accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your personal Lord and Savior? If you would like to learn more about how to receive Jesus into your heart, please call Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota at 763-878-2092. Again, please call Faith Lutheran Church at 763-878-2092. I would also like to invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Right now, to help us all stay safe during the pandemic, we're worshiping outside. From 10 to 10.30, we are tuning in together to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. Then, from 10.30 to 11, we are sharing a time of live and in-person scripture, prayer, and fellowship. Please come join us. We're located in Silver Creek Township, just north of Lake Mariah State Park, at 12449 Clementa Avenue, Northwest. Google search Faith Lutheran Church Monticello to find our website or Facebook page. This has been Pastor Paul Nickel from Faith Lutheran Church. I'm signing off the airwaves for now, but remember this, fix your eyes upon the Savior, not the storm.